0: People. Hello, Janina.
1: <coughs> Back from Gothenburg last week.
0: How yeah. are you? Oh, uh, Gothenburg. Gothenburg is great. Yeah. <laughs> is, isn't it nice to be here on the beach?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> in oh. the the beach, the, like the beach to in the little uh, webcast room here in Sunny Shista. Sunny and cold today.
0: Sunny and cold, but uh, someone's on the way, so. Um, mm. uh, the so nights are drawing out.
1: Yes, oh, th- we have very, very light, light nights here now.
0: Yeah. Tip: if you're moving to Sweden, invest in good curtains <laughs> so for the summertime. <laughs> for sure. Otherwise, you'll never get any sleep <laughs> ever. <laughs> the further north you go, the, the worse it gets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, what are we going to talk about today?
1: Well, uh, it happens that uh, we got a little uh, little comment on Twitter. About us not covering certain areas enough,
0: Paul. Oh, uh, hi, Dean.
1: <coughs> <laughs> so, we've got so, a request.
0: So, today we're going to talk about 5G and industries. Mm. And we've got a guest joining us on the phone from uh, Great Britain.
1: Yeah, from the UK, where the UK. we are ranking today on Apple Podcasts. We're, yes, we're number 108 most popular. Uh, technology podcast in the uk so thank you guys out there thank you for listening
0: and uh and tell your friends
1: tell your friends well, tell <laughs> your listen <colleagues>. some more
0: <laughs> yeah. tell your enemies if yeah. you want yes <laughs> we don't
1: mind. if you think it's horrible tell your enemies
0: <laughs> uh so we're going to talk about 5g industries yeah, it's a, a big, and, and we've talked about that before a, li- a little bit. I guess we talked about Internet of Things. That was that was a big topic.
1: We've talked about Internet. We've also talked about five uh, G and security, and we talked a little bit about uh, for industries as well. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. but but I think this time we we touch a, we're going to touch a little bit on on what you're going to use it for mm-hmm. and uh, some of the interesting things that are happening already. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, things are happening, you.
1: Yeah, let's do some uh, a quick news round. A uh, news I roundup where around you, the world. Around
0: the world. Where, <laughs> do you, where do you want to start?
1: I thought I'd start with the most, the most, uh, the, the biggest thing, and that is, of course, that uh, Telstra Australia went live with their five G network. They
0: announced two days ago, but I, okay, think, okay. But I think if uh, I think what they announced is they write, go out now and and place your order because mm-hmm. next week, the twenty eighth. Then uh, we're going to be start start shipping out uh, Netgear hubs, and people can go live on the Telstra network.
1: Aha! Uh-huh.
0: And then from early June, then they'll have uh, smartphones. Yes, uh, I think the Samsung. The Samsung Samsung's is there. There are lots of people getting this the Samsungs, particularly out out in the Asia way. It, it seems. Yeah. Um,
1: they have a they have a quicker quicker
0: route too. To but but that's a, but <laughs> Telstra Is interesting because they actually announced in December that the network was five G ready. So oh. know, we're now in we're now in uh, May, I'm just having to just uh, yeah, checking still in June. still in May yeah. almost mm-hmm. June. Uh, and and now they're going live with the com- commercial services. So uh, you know the networks part, you know, the bit that we the bit that we do is kind of there at the leading edge. It's all kind of waiting for things to happen on the consumer side.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and, and actually, that's an interesting thing. Cause we, you know, we see, we see consumers, we talk a lot about the consumer lab and what do consumers expect. Oh. Uh, and then it's down to what can operators deliver against what consumers expect. Uh, when it comes to industries, of course, there's also dependence there on what happens in the device ecosystem and things. So, you know, okay. that's why... I think the industry use cases they're not they're not like right on the starting blocks right now, um, but they'll come a little bit later as the device uh, ecosystem comes on stream. Yeah, uh, and there's a, there's a there's slightly different. You, know, you, you need to work through. You need devices, and then you need people that, that, that build the applications that, that you will use in factories or healthcare or whatever. So there's a kind of a there's a, a slightly slower ecosystem rollout there. I suppose so. Oh, but mm? we'll talk about that in a minute. Yes, more, more, news. more about that. Yeah, more because we're there. We and <laughs> Samsung, whilst we're talking about Samsung yeah. phone, mm? uh, somebody we both know, or kind of know, yes. uh, Hans Vesberg, mm? the chairman of Verizon, if I'm not mistaken. I
1: think he's at the Yale now as well. Oh, let,
0: let me oh, check it. probably both. Yeah, I think so. But, uh, but maybe I just gave him a promotion, I don't know. <coughs> uh, Let
1: me have a quick look here.
0: He, he was on Twitter showing in Chicago 1.3 gigabits per second on a Samsung smartphone. Yeah. Um, uh, that's... Uh, that's we're, we're seeing the speeds creeping up there now. My computer does not work.
1: Uh, yeah, that's... and yeah, and, and we yeah. have so many... We're seeing the
0: speeds creeping up on everything <laughs> except Except Janina's my computer. computer.
1: We, we have some. We have a lot of uh, of things happening now in May and June, right? We have mm, a, lot yes. of, a lot of lot of five G things coming up. We have some operators that said that they will launch during yeah, we May. Yeah, we've got
0: we've got two we already talked about who said they're going to do things in May, and there's only one week left. Yeah, uh, and that's uh, Sprint in the US. We're talking about uh, launching four cities in May, uh, and I can't quite remember them, but. Uh, it's, I think it's uh, Dallas Fort Worth and Houston. And
1: I remember Atlanta.
0: Could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so down that end of the continental Americas, uh, and then right around on the other side of the world, China Unicorn said that they were going to launch seven cities in uh, in May as well. And I've heard yes. nothing more about that. But no. I guess we'll hear about that soon.
1: Yeah. Well, it should be next week then.
0: Should be next week. Exciting. And and. and uh, before we go over to talk to someone in the UK, because we've had two announcements come mm, recently mm-hmm. for 5G in the UK as well. Yeah. Um, our friends at Vodafone and at EE. Mm. Uh, Vodafone announced first, and I think they said July the 3rd they will yes. go live. Yeah, Seven cities, another 12 to come this year.
1: And they will have the Xiaomi and the Samsung phones. Samsung mm. and
0: Samsung phones. And then uh, in the other corner, uh, then uh, EE came on board and said, "Well, actually, we're going to go by the thirtieth uh, of May." Yeah, so we're going to beat you it's out. out. And uh, this—it's <laughs> exactly the same. We saw it kind of in, in uh, uh, between uh, the Korean operators and uh, I think it's Verizon. It's like, yeah, who's going to get there first?
1: Yeah, I um, but it's like we—we we say, Paul, I mean." In the long run, of course, it's not that important who's first. I
0: mean, it's... I guess it's, it's like may, it's maybe a bit more exciting when it's two operators in the same country. <laughs> but when it's one in Korea and one in the US, then you mm. uh, know they're not stealing customers from each other. But, uh, <laughs> but but EA they've said six cities, yeah, and um, they're promising 50 cities in by the end of 2020. Mm. That's a little bit long term, and. Um, I think I think they said was it the OnePlus, the Oppo, and the LG phones. So they're going to have three smartphones there lined up, different models from Vodafone. So you, if, you, uh, if there's one you fancy, then you need to go and look at your <laughs> operator. Ah.
1: <coughs> if, um, uh, oper-
0: if you prefer, you know, if there's an operator you fancy, then you need to look at what phones they've got.
1: Yeah. I should uh, also say that I mean the, the the reason I say it's not the five G race is because I just read an article about why, do you, call, why do you why call why do call it, it the five G race? <coughs> it, it I I think it's so I think it's amazing that it is a race. I think it's so much fun. So in in the back of my mind, I'm still like, oh my god, it's a race. Things are coming so fast, I, like the but excitement, but like.
0: But, but it's interesting because <laughs> they are coming fast because mm-hmm. originally.
1: It was no, planned for 2020.
0: 2020, and the first networks went live in, uh, in 2018. So, yeah. like, two two years, or maybe you know, a year and a half or something, mm. before we were originally planning for it to happen. And
1: I think it's so exciting that actually this, it's the head networks taking lead and waiting for the phones, right? The networks, 5G ready, some of them. And then, like, yeah. So, it's, like, it's not just the, that there is a... The,
0: but, but a demand
1: for better networks, but it's like, wow, we yeah. are actually.
0: But there. I have to, I have to say, I'm always impressed with the people that do the test equipment, because mm. you, before you can develop your network, you need to be able to test things, and yeah. to get to test things, you need to have something which kind of implements all the things that, that all the technology pieces mm-hmm.
1: and, and before that you have to have a good idea of what you're going <laughs> to <laughs> use this for and so on and if you want to get a reminder about all that I suggest you listen to the 5G the history of 5G episode that we did with Håkan where I we talked, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, where we talked a lot about it how,
0: how, how, do you, they how do you make a new mobile network yes where do you start that's it that's yeah good. yeah
1: so, uh, Sprint, uh, Telstra, Vodafone, Sprint, China Unicom, EE,
0: uh, uh, Verizon. But there's one more piece of news I want to talk about. Yeah. And that is, I should really be singing the Wild r- Wild <laughs> Rover here, but <coughs> <coughs> um, we saw we saw this week also the. First international roaming on five G. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vodafone in Spain and Vodafone in
1: Portugal. Portugal, wow, yeah.
0: Got got together with some uh, with a Vodafone uh, esports gaming team mm-hmm. uh, to to kind of run cross border um, uh, e-ga- e gaming or to, you know, traveling over the border and showing the fact that you can you can keep five G coverage. From one country into the next country, roaming on on another network.
1: Okay, and so I that's, mean, that's all lined up.
0: <coughs> that's all lined up for you. You know, when you get your five G phone and you want to go on holiday, you'll be able to mm. use it there too.
1: Yeah. Given that the roaming agreements are in place, sometimes, but uh, yeah. I mean, pretty cool. And That must be much earlier than we've had previously, or what do you say?
0: Um, Was roaming a,
1: an important part of four G?
0: I can't remember, but I got that comment from someone on Twitter also. Mm -hmm. Hi, (laughs) Daryl.
1: So I'm just uh, repeating uh, the questions that you already got. Am I getting boring, Paul? No, 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 no. Um, Mm? But But you don't have a good answer. I mean, Paul, you can't uh, can't always learn from experience. You can't always know everything. Sorry. (laughs) You're quite right. And now we are going to talk to uh, Peter Marshall.
0: So let's do just that.
1: Yeah, over to Peter. We are here, uh, and on. We are here in the podcast room, and on the phone we have Peter Marshall. Hi, Peter.
2: Hi there, Gina. Hi guys. Hi.
1: Peter. Hi. You're uh, talking to us uh, from uh, London.
2: Yeah, from sunny UK.
1: From sunny UK, and uh, there you're working as a portfolio marketing manager for uh, Europe and Latin America yep is that's that right. correct? Yeah, yeah. good, You're good, good.
0: And, and of course, doing stuff with five G.
1: And doing stuff with five G.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I've, I've been doing it for four years. It seems like a long time. Been a good wow. journey though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting because you know everybody thinks five G is really, 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 really new. It's the next best thing. It will be here soon, but uh, we, you know, we. We've been working with five G so long it's it's almost like <laughs> like yeah. doesn't, doesn't everybody every, me doesn't everyone we'll understand.
1: But now yeah. actually things are happening quite rapidly though. Yeah, I think oh so. my god, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And today's yeah. topic we are talking about is five G and industries. Cause that's yeah. a that's a topic for you,
2: Peter. Yeah, it's, it's massive and it's something that, you know, is really going to change what we do, how we do things and really mm-hmm. kind of squeeze what we can do with um, the new technology as well with 3G and 4G, it was kind of consumer based, but with 5G technology, it opens up a whole host of doors for the industry segments.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and just to recap a little bit, uh, what was it two weeks ago, we, there was this uh, Consumer Lab report about 5G for consumers and That's I guess funny. this is then another area. In parallel to the consumers getting 5G and getting uh, sure. their connection in orders or better t- connections there that actually Absolutely. this can be da- also utilized by by industries and a multiple yeah. Yeah. of industries and enterprises
2: yeah. out there. Sure and what and we've done few. in 2017 we, we worked with AD Little and created this 5G business potential report which showed you the value of 5G and IoT for some industry segments as well and that has been mm. used as a benchmark across the globe to say well what is the art of the possible by 2023, 2024 for different industry segments and um, yeah there's been
0: a whole host of interest on that uh, report.
1: Mm. Okay and tell I mean, us more, what, what was that one about?
0: I, I was interested, mm. I mean that, that, that one and, and here we talk about 5G for industries, but mm-hmm. industries is quite a range of different things.
1: Yeah, perhaps if um, you could explain a little bit, what are, we, what are we talking about when we talk about 5G for yeah. industries?
2: So, if we go back to the report, we looked at 10 segments which came from retail, healthcare, financial, agriculture, manufacturing, energy and utilities, automotive, public safety, and public transport. I think Ooh. that's 10. Wow. Yes, yeah, so we looked. We looked at all ten segments. We carried out a whole host of work um, with talking to experts in their field, looking at kind of global repositories of information, and came up with um, a really in-depth view of what benefits could be gained over you know a ten-year period, how they would achieve them, what's needed to make it happen, and then where's the money. And I presented it probably well. I think it's 47 times now, to a whole host of different
0: audiences, and every single time they really get quite excited about what's possible. Mm. And of course one of the interesting things there, one of the things that we, we do in that report is identify within the value chain that, that's opened up by by using 5G, how much of that value chain is, is addressable by uh, yeah. the, the telecom op- operators. That's right, and, uh, and, and we have and to be that's clear that's not the same as saying how much how much are they going to be able to earn because there are other players that are competing for that. But it, but that's the that that's the pot that mm-hmm. they can uh, they yeah. they can take slicing. Mm-hmm. And then there's a real
2: fascinating item in that report, which breaks down um, how um, the operator c- could gain the benefits and the value from a revenue perspective, and it depends on their role. Are they going to be a network developer connecting box A to box B? Are they going to enable all those services where the meshing of all those different interactions of robot AX 360 cameras, etc. will happen? Or are they actually going to start creating content as well to help with the whole 5 piece story? So it is a very multi-dimensional um, situation that... Um, we, as, as an ICT industry society, will be in yeah. with the introduction of
0: five G. And, and uh, I mean, one of the things that struck me with that report is that you've got ten different segments, and within each of those, then there's, you know there's there'll be sub segments. Uh, it, it's going to be very difficult for an operator to play, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe play the same role in in all cases. So they're going to have to like pick and choose. What's my strategy? Which which verticals yeah. am I actually going to? Tr- if I want to take this this big uh, you know, content content role and, and be the be the the player there, mm. which ones? Because I'm probably not going to be able to to go after everything.
2: Yes, well oh. but, but that's, that's one thing this report has done. They went down to there was two phases of the report. The first phase was just looking at the vertical segments, but the second report, which came out uh, in 2018, kind of did the horizontal slice to say, well, actually there's a lot of applications and services that could be replicated for different industry segments. So in that, yep. in that mindset, let's create an architecture, let's create an ecosystem that can be useful for manufacturing and real-time automation, but that same level of architecture and that same level of ecosystem could be reused for utilities or transport or whatever. So instead of investing in one thing and that's it, you're investing in one thing and then you can industrialize that further across verticals. Yep.
0: Mm. And actually, the, 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 if you want to see it that way, the classic example of that is the 5G network because the 5G network is the same network and then you can configure that with your network slicing uh, yeah, to give was, you the characteristics that you want <coughs> I was for, gonna, for this application. I was going to uh, mention that
1: because we talked to, to Swisscom about that and they mentioned network slicing as being very, very important for, for them and something that, uh, that they uh, wanted to continue working on. And of course, they are now the only one that's released 5G in in Europe so far so and this network slicing and having another uh, or going towards enterprises is important to them so do you see Hmm. this from other uh, places as well?
2: Hmm? Absolutely network slicing is one of the fundamental building blocks of why 5G is different having the ability to provide dedicated um, I'd say connectivity um, for different types of services for the one application is, is, is essential. So if you look at, the, I think of an extreme example, if you look at an immersive um, stadium example mm-hmm. where 360 cameras, augmented reality, spatial audio and positioning are all required, mm-hmm. each one of them will require a different slice to make it as uh, optimal. As it should be, and provide that kind of dedicated you know, reliability and resilience to make it happen. So yeah, having those kind of four different links all in the in one network is, is really really crucial for five G. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, then do you, do you get a lot of questions about network this? Slicing? Yeah, oh yeah.
2: Good. <laughs> the, 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 the network slicing kind of goes down in all sorts of rings. So, How do you make it happen? So you talk about the virtualization and the distributed cloud, the orchestration aspects. And then they ask the question, so from a slicing perspective, can you give me some examples? And Westminster City Council keeps coming up in my my mind as a really good example. Mm -hmm. They asked me three simple questions. They asked me, can can 5G effectively um, check the content of the River Thames? Yes, it could. Can it do traffic management on um, within the Westminster City Council? Yes, it could. Can you do high surveillance, um, high high quality surveillance around Westminster City Council? Well, yes, it could. Can you do them all together? Well, yes, you can. Well, how do you do that? Well, you do that through network slicing. You have a slice for the surveillance. You have a slice for the traffic management. You have a slice for the the water monitoring. Wow. that really puts things into perspective.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's, it's more go, it's more about seeing the requirements from that particular area or industry, yeah. and then building. And you can build like everything in one network. That's the Absolutely. that's the good thing about 5G, right?
2: Yeah, and if you look at an industry, or if you look at a factory, for example, it is a, a, an isolated network where there will be so many different demands in that one contained environment. To have that 5G slicing will make all those things a reality. So if you want the kind of the sensing aspects, which mm-hmm. requires IoT, and then you want the kind of low latency on the robotics, and then you want the kind of communications between the robots, robots as well, you've got three slices there immediately. Now mm-hmm. you've got the IoT doing the sensing, you've got the robotics moving around from a central operator mm-hmm. using low latency, um, and then you've got the kind of communication. A low latency perspective between all the robotics and the logistics as well. So yeah, a uh, uh, factory is a is a good island for network slicing.
1: Uh-huh. Ah, yeah. and I guess that's also that's the difference because I, I get I'm I'm getting a lot that like, well, why don't you use industries just use Wi-Fi in their factories? And I guess that's yeah. this is a really good. Um, It's a plus when it comes to that. Well, then you can do all sorts of things. You don't just have to build new networks over and over again. Is that correct?
2: Absolutely. And 5G for me, uh, maybe it's a personal discussion here, but 5G for me has three more important factors. One is a sense of resilience. Second of all is a sense of security. And third of all, the coverage is more optimal because of the massive MIMO technology that you can provide as Mm. well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and I'm sure security is, is super important when it comes to the industrial areas. Yeah, what's happening
0: in a factory? But, yeah. But, but Peter, you, you've uh, we, we talked about the the study of the finances, and we talked about how you know going around and talking to people. But you've you've actually been involved in some you know, some real projects as well.
2: Yes, yes quite a few in my four years. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: and then it's been a real, um, a real eye opener, but so so exciting. Yeah, so do you have some favourite examples? I mean, one, one of my, my favourite favorite examples is probably one of the first things we did. I mean, it's not industry-led, but I think it has a lot of industry connotations to it. It's what we call the Internet of Skills. And this was the ability to transfer three sensors from a remote location to a local location. So this was the ability to transfer your sight, your hearing and your touch. So we were controlling a robot remotely, and we could see everything that was going on from a 360 point of view. We could hear from a 3D audio point of view what was going on, but we could also feel what the robot was touching. So if you think what that means, from an industry perspective, you have full control of anything um, robotic or anything which requires sensors um, in a central location. So the kind of opening panacea of of new opportunities to make factories a lot more effective. Mm. Yeah. And if you think about the other aspects of, you know, transferring skills, there's, there's tourism, there's education, there's even performing arts in this discussion. So, and that's one thing that really inspires me. And if I can bring my son into this discussion, my son actually said to me when he, he had to do a presentation, and he said to me, Dad, I want to do a presentation on 5G, but you talk about it far too much. Okay, fine. What do you want to talk about? He said to me, Well, when you talk about 2G, you could only hear things. Yeah? When you did talk about 3G and 4G, you can kind of see things you can get and get streaming and some high definition video, but with 5G, you can touch things. Oh, yeah. Wow. And I thought, Whoa, how did you, where did you get that Touchy from? It. He was only 15 at the time. Touch feeling networking. Yeah, <laughs> networks. yeah but, but if you think about what, 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 what he's done in that one little naive statement he's added a fence into 5g technology which is not which is which you think what that does yeah putting touch into the whole ecosystem my god you can do so many more interesting and extraordinary things
1: yeah brilliant i would say and i guess you need to hire him now for marketing
2: yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) when you're talking about uh, uh, the like manufacturing and the the positive effects uh, that that can have in the manufacturing process. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of uh, the the thing you're doing with Audi, uh, Audi, 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 yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. <laughs> the Audi the car is- company. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Audi and um, we're looking at the whole kind of productivity, how we can interlink things together, how we can use that low latency to make sure the quality is getting to that right level, right level, mm-hmm. and also the kind of combination of um, the robotics and logistics, etc., bringing that kind of connected world together, shall we say. So there is that high level of quality, that just-in-time type of approach, and really increases the productivity. But the one that stands out for me, if I can mention this one, is the Blisk. Yeah, um, activity that we've done. I mean, that was just phenomenal. Mm, so tell but us, that was a, that was yes, a research think, yeah. project, right? But I think you're going to, yes. have to explain
0: what a blisk is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. You so need
2: to do within the um, aeronautical industry, every single turbine is crafted from a lump of um, metal.
0: So okay? talking, we're talking turbine blades for jet engines. Yeah, yep. Exactly. So, so it's
2: a huge block of metal, and as what happens in in, in, in this factory, it is ground to, you know, to the millimetre, even less than that, a micrometre micrometer of, of um, precision with this tool. But what generally happens, because this block of metal is spinning around so, so, so fast, there are defects that happen. And if there's even just a small defect in
0: this blade, it has to be written off.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, so, what, what
0: we, so, so, so you make them and then a, a, like every third one you have to throw away? Well, something like that, yeah. So, what
2: we've done is, well, with 5G technology, you can get down to that millisecond level of um, uh, connectivity. So, you can actually see the kind of any fluctuations or any disturbance while you're grinding this metal block. So, what they've they've done, they've actually achieved that within the Aachen facility in Germany and really shown how you can grind a big block of metal down and improve the quality to such an extent that they reckon. Mm. This is kind of a a, a statement they've made is that they could save 317 million euros Mm. as a result of this technology, which is a fascinating amount by just going to where we are today and going down to that kind of ultra low latency solution, perfect
0: solution.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's really fascinating, uh, and uh, I you are th- and that was a research project uh, in Germany, and you're also working with King's College in London. So what's yes. happening there at the moment? So,
2: so from the King's College London thing, we we talked about the internet of skills, which is a, which was driven by King's College London, but we're also looking at healthcare, and we're looking at how we can use. Um, this kind of tactile technology to help with um, local um, emergencies. So, one thing we're doing, and we, we showed it at the Mobile World Congress last, this year, is using ultrasound um, at, a, at an emergency situation where the ambulance drives in, there's a guy on the floor, I'm not sure what's wrong with them. The The ambulance technician can use an ultrasound sensor and send exactly what's going on directly to a, uh, an expert based in London, let's say. And that expert can make real-time decisions on exactly what to do based on that kind of ultrasound technology. The ambulance within um, the UK market are really interested in that, and they want to look at industrializing it to you know, speed up
0: the um, diagnostics. Um, on remote um, issues and emergencies, for yeah. example. So it becomes a, it, I mean, it doesn't even need to be an ambulance, it could be a paramedic, of course.
2: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, that's where this is where it comes into using that expertise and that kind of split second decision making can be done a lot more effectively you now yeah. by using this kind of real time 5G technology.
0: And, and, yeah. and uh, we talked earlier about, you know, the. When would you know, when use Wi-Fi and when would you use uh, uh, 5G? But of course, I mean, if you're, if, if you're driving, in around, room, yes. driving in, around in an ambulance, then uh, the, you know, your Wi-Fi coverage is probably not that good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's all the passwords as well that you have to type in. <laughs> so it yeah. becomes yeah. a bit yeah. cumbersome. I arrive on site and say, can you give me your password, please?
1: <laughs> and I just want to say a little bit. Uh, if if uh, people who are listening are in Kisdag, on uh, uh, the twelfth of June, there is uh, system Mobility day there, and they will actually show this thing in an ambulance.
2: Ah, yes, really? theres
1: wow. on the side. Mm. So you can go and have a look uh, at uh, at what Peter is talking about
2: another and and to... play the most important thing about <laughs> this um, demonstration is to actually physically feel the differences It's quite wow. amazing. Yeah. By, by listening to it you get quite excited by actually getting exposed to it my god it really quite excites
0: you <laughs> Yo. <laughs> but, but if you're not in Sheesta on that day we are and I think we'll yes. be doing a podcast from uh, from the mobility base. yes I hope so I look forward to that yeah.
1: so uh, Peter we will let you go now thank you so much for this uh, talk about 5G for industries
0: thank you very much yeah, lots of exciting visions of the future yes
2: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, is it, the journey started with making it real and let's see what happens in the future.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, and, and now you'll be able to play the podcast to your son and he'll be able to understand the, what, what it is he's working with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. He'll <laughs> you know, be so embarrassed, bless him. <laughs> he won't be playing it to his mates then to say he's famous. No. God, no. <laughs> right. Oh.
1: Thank you so much, Peter.
0: But we were in the second. Perfect.
2: Thanks a lot. bit. Bye bye. Bye.